So you're saying to yourself, yo, sir, dude, I wanted to see Kevin Smith in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but the motherfucker sold out. Well, after I shed a tear for you, I highly recommend bookmarking csmod.com. That's the place on the worldwide interwebs to see all upcoming Smodco shows, updated with linky links to Tiki Tickets. Say it with me, baby. csmod.com. Nice. Ooh, I just got a little hard there. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. I am a green and olive queen. Oh, my man hunter. I'm a lover of weed. A wolverine, your ovary. I'll open you clean. I love the BPRD. There's no creepy a geek. I got a pool drawer at the comic book store. I got a discount. When I want Alan Moore, all the work with the mouth. That's what I'm all about. More green than swamp thing. I'm gonna play and geek out. All right, without further ado, folks, give it up for our friend Sonny. What's up, man? Uh, hey, Matt. Well, how's it going? Oh, everything is fantastic. That's a very optimistic way to start the show, man. I like it. Uh, where are you? Where are we speaking to you from today, sir? Uh, I live in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Right on. Is there another Oklahoma City somewhere? Uh, not, uh, not to my knowledge. I just, uh, you know, you gotta actually get it pinpointed, right? Just to make sure people, just to make sure people weren't like, this motherfucker lives in Alaska. Well, I, I used to work at Walmart, so I have little faith in humanity. Right on. I could see that, especially probably in you know, Oklahoma City, Walmart. I'm just guessing. Uh, yeah, that's where most of those, uh, people at Walmart pictures come from. Right on. From your Walmart? You took most of those pictures? Uh, no, I've, I've seen nearly every person who's a good example of That's that. That's awesome. What is, uh, Oklahoma like to a complete layman? Uh, um, it's, is it uh, like just, the, uh, is it like the song? Uh, well, not anymore. Okay. It's, uh, no more, no it's more, I don't, really... I, I'm not a musical fan, so I can't really go further with that joke. Something about winds sleeping down a plane, maybe? Uh, we don't, uh, we don't have a lot of hills, uh, out in this part of Oklahoma, but, okay. uh, but out in the east, they do. Uh, once you, if you're in the city, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, if you're out in the boonies, there's not. I mean, it's it's not too surprising. My most only... people think that we still have covered wagons and don't have electricity. Well, and of course that is true. So most people are right. Uh, my only frame of reference for Oklahoma is uh, Flaming Lips are from there, or at least Wayne Coyne is the lead singer, I think. Actually, uh, one of my really good friends, uh, his. Uh, his uncle, or well, his aunt is married to the brother of the lead singer, and he's actually gotten to, you know, hang out with him at uh, family events. That's cool, man. So that's like the big, that's the Oklahoma City celebrity. Do you guys have a, you have a sports team? Uh, we uh, we have a professional NBA team. You do. That, that's uh, a, new, a new one, right? I, right. The uh, Thunder. That's right. Um, eh. I guess and, I, I uh, guess we, I have to ask: Does the Thunder a lot there? I, we we do have uh, quite a quite a bit of weather. Okay, um, so so very appropriate name. Uh, it it is. I'm uh, I'm frightened by having an actual sports team here. I'm I don't like uh, most sports. 
but um, think, but think, but you tell me, hey, you might not like sports, but do you like sports mascots? Because what? Think of how awesome the Thunder mascot must be. Is it a? Is it a? Because how do you wait a minute? How do you visualize Thunder? I I don't even know what it is. Because I was I thinking think lightning, might but that's, a, that's not the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't have any idea. I've never been to one of the games. Uh, we do have a we do have a uh, semi-pro hockey team called uh, the Barons, and they're actually the farm team for the Edmonton Oilers. Right. Which on. I know I know Kevin, Kevin is a huge yeah, fan yeah, of totally, them. Man. Um, but uh, still, I don't still, really still going play back, any sports. Still going back. You, me and you were playing Pictionary, high stakes Pictionary for a million dollars. Draw thunder. What the fuck do you draw? Uh, probably a cloud and a speaker. Um, all right. You're going very abstract with it. I like it. If, if this well, was like a, a black cloud. Yeah. I, I mean, and a and like a, a speaker. So it like loud and cloud. Loud and cloud. I like that. I'm gonna make it on a t-shirt. Uh, this is an expert episode, we should say, sir. Um, I, uh, put out to the internet that, uh, I, I like a, I like a couple subjects and I wanted to see if some folks wanted to chat with them about me and you were kind enough to respond. You threw me like five options, but one thing caught my eye and, uh, you're here because of that. We are about to discuss, oh, the Dark Tower series and, uh, and maybe some of the, the works of Stephen King in general, but probably more so the Dark Tower. Um, and the reason I picked you is because you said you hated insomnia. Yeah, that's, uh. Not a, and, and, so let's get right into it, man. Um, a little bit of my history with King first. Stephen King is, mm, it's so hard to sum into words. My, growing up, uh, my mom is a huge Stephen King fan and was before I was born. So, uh, from the day I can remember, our, the library in my childhood house was 80% Stephen King and my mom had every Stephen King book ever written. And she, kept doing that throughout she still does that my mom has every single first edition king book ever written so at the age of like nine or maybe eight when i first really started getting into literature i had every stephen king book ever written up to that point to read so by the age of 13 i had read every stephen king book ever written so that was really my first Maybe not even my first, maybe it's larger than my first just kind of literary love. I think it might be my first kind of completest geek thing where it was like, okay, I like this guy. I'm going to read every single thing he ever does for the rest of my life now. And, and I have, I'm, I'm fairly confident in saying I've read certainly every novel Stephen King has ever written, probably most of the short stories. And I mean, there's a couple like fucking ebooks written for like 1-800-Flowers and shit. He's been doing weird stuff in recent years, so I don't know about those. But I would like to consider myself a preeminent Stephen King authority and probably more so on his work than any other author in the world. Uh, how did you first get into his stuff, dude? Uh, I had, uh, I, my friends in high school were, were reading, um, were reading The Dark Tower and, uh, I, I was like, I don't want to get started on a series, uh, because, you know, he's not done with it. What if he dies? <laughs> What, how old are, how old are you? We should, we should always clarify. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, currently 28. Okay, so uh, you're a year older than me, dude. So when you were in high school, I know exactly where you were. This was post Wizard in the Glass. So you were yeah. already, see, and we'll get back to me, but you jumped on at Wolves of the Kala? No, no, it was, uh, it was before that one was even, uh. Okay, so 2002. 2002. No, H. no, even before that, it was, uh, it was probably 2000 or 99 okay. whenever I read so, it. Okay, so after uh, Wizard and Glass came out in 97, 
So, and Kala came out in 2003. So during the split where no one, before the announcement even. Right, right. And then before, right before he, you know, almost got killed. Right before the van accident. So this is pre-bag of bones. I'm trying to place it in my king timeline. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly where we are right now. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I tend to be very... Uh, like desperation regulators territory, I think. See, the thing is, I didn't... Uh, I didn't know I was going to read all of his books. Okay, so at that point, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't lean towards the horror genre at all. Okay, and so I thought that all of his stuff was Pet Cemetery, and I wasn't going to read any of his stuff. But I had this friend; uh, his name was Stuart West, who just kept pushing this book at me, the dark, uh, the uh, gunslinger. the gunslinger, and I just was like, "All right, all right, fine, I'll read it." And uh, I still remember. Uh, uh, the man in black fled across the desert, and the gunslinger followed. Right. Dude, what's what's great about this episode and this kind of pairing of King fans is we have the exact opposite experience of how we came to, to the tower. Um, oh, yeah. So your first foray into Stephen King was the gunslinger. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was definitely uh, the departure, you know, of of his work. But at the same time, it was the backbone. Absolutely, and it really it was get what gave me my foundation for wanting to read any of his works was the fact that he had such an expansive idea for his work, which was to write this to write this cornerstone. Yes. And then, and then basically build everything else off of this cornerstone and, and make that, uh, his, his, and that's like, why you were immediately goal. drawn to it. Cause you were like, look, I have this foray into this universe now. And I realize everything he's written kind of relates back to it. Now on my end, it was the complete opposite. I should go back and say something. My mom owns every Stephen King book ever written except for the seven dark tower books. For some reason, my mom didn't buy The Gunslinger when it came out in 82, and she didn't buy Drawing of the Three, and she had no idea where Dark Tower was. Now, because I was a little kid, I had no idea what Dark Tower was. It wasn't like I was talking to other adults about Stephen King and shit. So when I say I had read every Stephen King book ever written, in 1997, when I was in seventh grade, I'll always remember, I had a teacher named Mr. Dolly, who was like one of those amazing teachers you connect with, like a, like a I don't know a fucking movie example, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I used to talk to him about, about literature and Stephen King and how huge of a fan I was. And I think I had just read The Stand for the first time and, and I was, you know, losing my shit. And he was like, well, he was reading, uh, he was excited because Wizard of the Glass was coming out. He actually announced it in class arbitrarily. He was like, I'm just very happy today because there's this Stephen King book coming out and this thing. And my mind was immediately like, what the fuck? I had no, I had never heard of The Dark Tower in my life. And he was like, dude, do yourself a favor, go home right now, get Gunslinger, get Wasteland, get Drawing of the Three, and because this is going to come out and you're going to like it, Matt. So basically, I'll never forget, I was uh, 12 years old, it was uh, my 13th birthday, my parents took me out to Montauk for the weekend, we rented, we got like a hotel room on the beach, my whole family went out there, and I brought along with me the three paperbacks. That came in a set at that point. I forget who put them out. It might have been Penguin, but it was um, Gunslinger, uh, Wasteland, and Drawing of the Three. And I read those three books in, like, I'm going to say four days in one sitting. And and I was immediately fucking hooked. Like, nothing I'd ever been before in my life. Draw, uh, Drawing of the Three, Wasteland, excuse me. I always get the order wrong. But yeah. um, coming from someone who had no... I. 
the only taste I've had at real epicness and scope was The Stand, and that that's my favorite non-Tower Stephen King book ever written. I didn't know that he did this. And if this was also the time in my life I was a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, Harry Potter books had started to come out. I was getting my kind of fantasy background. I was reading, there was this book series called, um, fuck, I can't remember the name, but it was like On a Pale Horse, On a Something Something. It was this fantasy series about like... Uh, the, the the different machinations of death, like death and war and pestilence, they all lived in like real life, kind of. So I was, yeah. I was way into the fantasy realm at this point, but I had no clue that Stephen King had ever done anything remotely close. So when I read The Tower, it it changed my fucking life overnight for the first time, you know. And let's let's all agree, Gunslinger, amazing book, probably as simple as storytelling gets. Like that is not the Dark Tower yet. Oh, I, you know, but I got to point out, and even though it had a simple storytelling, the, you know, what my favorite thing about it is probably that you read the entire book, you get to the end, and that was at the point where I was like, I tried to tell somebody about it, and then I was like, holy shit, I don't know the name of the author, or I don't know the name of the uh, the gunslinger. Yeah, you're right. He do, never, he we, never gave him a know, name in the first book. Do we not get Roland's name in the first book at all? I think it's like at the very end, maybe, but it's like you you go through the entirety of it, like just reading, you know, the gunslinger. Well, it was very Sergio Leone uh, spaghetti western. You got a gunslinger, you got a man in black. You throw a little kid in at one point, and that's the entire story. It, it's a western. It's literally the ch- it's one chase scene almost. You know, um, then you get to a drawing of the three and the introduction of Eddie, and like. The entire world, and it just opens up to insanity. Now, Dark Tower goes through kind of troughs and waves. It starts out very, very simple storytelling, jumps immediately to weirdness, kind of shuffles back in on itself to, to this, like drawing. Uh, Wizard in the Glass is bizarre for for the for the series. Do you agree? Uh, I like. I, I, I mean, like. It, it can't Susan. be any more bizarre than Stephen King walking around in the book later. Well, and I'll agree. That's the thing. By the time you get to the last four books, it's fucking madness. There's fucking Doombots and Wizard of Oz and Stephen King, and they're going and through lightsabers and lightsabers, snitches. and they're going through all the other books, and there's golden fucking snitches, and it's it's insanity. Um, a couple points where I was like, uh oh, but it never. Thankfully, it fucking it's amazing. Um, well, but, after I read uh, what was it, Wolves of the Kala. I, I put the book down, and I was just like, okay, either this is going to be really fucking fantastic, or I'm going to have to hunt King down and murder him with my bare hands. Well, well, that's a little drastic. Uh, if you look, if you, if you go back and look at it, though, he was warning us, because in Wizard in the Glass, there's all that Wizard of Oz shit at the end, and that was the first time where it was like, something is up. Because I remember uh, that wait between uh, Wizard in the Glass and, and, and Kala and, and Susanna and all the other books. And um, I was convinced, like, this was the past. You know what I mean? I thought okay. mid- I thought Midworld, excuse me, the future. I thought Midworld was the far future. They played oh. Hey Jude on jukeboxes. There were weird references to, like, gas stations that didn't exist anymore. So I thought the twist of this series was going to be that this was our own future. Holy shit, was I fucking wrong. And we find that out quickly around Wolves of the Kala when Doombot started appearing. Well, I, uh, I don't know. I didn't, uh, I didn't spoiler spoiler alert. It's more just a different spoke on the wheel is to- what I always kind of got. Totally. There. And we're going to throw up major spoiler alerts on this episode. Cause there's no way to talk about dark tower without getting into details. So if you haven't read the series, 
and 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 plan on it, you might want to s- stop, read it, and come back. And I've never done that before, where I'm like, don't listen to this podcast. But I don't, I don't want to spoil what's one of my favorite fictional series of all time for anyone. So again, major spoiler territory here. I don't think we've gotten into anything crazy. I don't think we've said anything spoilery at all yet, have we? Um. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think we've ever no. really touched uh, thoroughly on anything yet. No, we haven't said anything spoiler at all. So, major spoiler alerts. I'm going to throw them up before the episode too. But uh, there we go. That being said, um, it starts off gunslinger. You got Roland. You got Jake. You got the man in black. And you're like, all right, it's just, it's it's a singular story. You don't even. It, it doesn't even seem like it needs to be sequelized. Am I right? Well, I mean it. It seems disappointing if if all it is is I catch up with the guy and he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean that I, I it uh, it wouldn't be the worst ending. To I a mean, Stephen but they, King book, and, but and, it, and now again, spoilers. So I'm saying shit like Chambers dies in that first book. So you're like, okay, that's a story in itself, right there, guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you, you won't always wanted so much more with that with him going. You know, there are other worlds in these. Right? Oh, I mean, of course, comments. of course. And when Jake comes back, it's one of the greatest moments in that fucking book. Yeah, I I, I remember after reading the next book, uh, you know, where where Jake was in it, and just like sitting there and just like powering through it, just just, just to sweating, get Jake, just going, just oh my god, Jake, Jake is going to come back. Yeah. I mean, let's, so let's get into the main characters right now. And again, folks, I don't want to say spoiler again because I'm starting to get fucking redundant, but this is about a seven series book of novel, seven book series of novels that's like 5,000 pages in its entirety. So we're going to talk about shit. Here well, you, and it goes much more beyond just seven books. I mean, totally. Here's your quartet. Here's the main, your main players. You got Roland DeShane. Single, one of the single greatest characters in fictional history. I mean, like, it, it, Yes, he's, play- I don't, he's I don't playing think, off I think archetypes. He's, I think he's an awesome character. I don't think by any stretch of the imagination, though, Roland is a great man. He's a no. he's a horrid person. Oh, my God, he is fucking disgusting, and that's what makes I mean, him such a great character. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a solid character. He's a wonderful character, but he's not a good person. And you learn that. I mean, you learn a lot of that in Wizard in the Glass. I mean, we, we mentioned that before, and that's kind of where we deviated. So uh, there's seven books. Oh, well, I mean, you just look at the first one and him sacrificing Jake over catching I the mean, totally. Dark Man. But there's seven books. 80% of the fourth book takes place way in the past. So, like, it threw people off, kind of. All the Susan Susan stuff and the Mejis and all that. But let's let's get to that when we get to it. All right, your main characters. You got Roland, who, yes, is a, an anti-hero if I've ever... Uh, he hardly speaks for, like, the first three fucking books. Yeah, and, well, and he doesn't speak a lot even after that. He's a man of few words, and he's a man of death. No humor. Yes, he he is he is a dealer of death. He is the world's last gunslinger. He is, and, and they they draw the King Arthur parallels a lot because you know Arthur and Eld and all that stuff. And um, I, yeah, I, he's like the last of the line of Arthur Eld, right? Yeah, which 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 in Stephen King's mind, because that's where the Dark Tower exists. It's it's King Arthur, but um. Roland, Roland, while not a villain, certainly does not make nice choices until the very end. And, and you get to see, you get, but you get to see why Roland is the way he is. You definitely see how a child, in this many pages, King does a great job of justifying every character trait for every character, pretty much. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, the char- every character is fleshed out. Like, Roland's childhood is horrific. 
It, it is. Uh, I mean, not like not it, for like the first eight or ten years or whatever, but it gets bad when Martin shows up on the scene, and and yeah. you know what I mean. His father gets murdered. He, he, his mother. He murders his own mother. Right. I. Uh... Or Gabriella kills herself. Martin makes her kill herself in front of him. There's something where she stabs herself in front of Roland. I know. Yeah, that I, yeah. I don't think he, he he just couldn't do anything and stop it. Okay. Uh, I mean, so this is a guy, and then he immediately is kind of abandoned and, and sent off with his buddies because they're the only ones left. And and then he falls in love, and she gets burnt to the fucking stake along with all of his friends getting murdered. By the age, well, of, I mean, by the age of 17 years old, Roland is alone in the world. Well, it wasn't, it, I mean, he wasn't sent off uh, because there was no one left. He was sent off because to protect them from Martin. Oh, that's right, because uh, Martin took off with, with um, what's his name? Um, oh, it's been so, not TikTok, man, but like the precursor to him. Yeah, I cannot remember his name off the top of my head. It's but right the bad now. guy doing shit, who like hired the Coffin Hunters and like, Martin, uh, Yes, we both know who we're talking about. That sucks. <laughs> but when Roland gets back, there's nothing there. Uh, see, it it never really fleshed out his his uh, arrival back at home. I don't think. Well, basically, I mean, it's they just jumped... basically the the end of his the end of his quest with uh, Elaine Cuthbert. Uh, oh, I can't remember all Jamie. of their names. Right uh, Jamie, yeah. Ja- no, and J- he Jamie, J-A-M-I-E. Oh, Jamie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, whenever he finishes off with, you know, the, their, uh, you know, their quest, they they head back, and that's where it ends. They, they didn't really tell you. We exactly. don't know how Gilead fell, really. Yeah, I mean, and you don't, and you don't find out until later books when uh, when they fall, which is at a battle, and uh, and. Uh, you know, all of them are cut down, but Roland. Exactly, and then and then at that point, Roland is alone in the universe. How does he first hear of the tower? On the tower has always been right. Well, it it also doesn't really flesh out how how he actually got onto his his quest, his true quest. I mean, that's oh, that was part of the draw of the series is that uh, is that they didn't uh, they didn't give you. A whole lot to go off of. There's a lot more unanswered questions in there. Totally. There are, uh, and answers. we should say King is writing more Tower books. We'll probably, we're getting one more this year in a few months. We'll probably get more than that. I feel like we'll get answers eventually for a lot of things, a lot of the missing chunks. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, what I want to do is I want to read the comics that have, Marvel's been putting out, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, I, I, I was with them for a while, but I, I honestly, I fell off. Because um, the first, like, 40 comics were all uh, Meiji stuff and, 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 you know, the battle for um, Coffin, uh, fuck, Elder Hill and Jonas and that stuff. And while I like it, I'd so much rather see the Cotet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all of it so far has been Young Roland. Which, I mean, that, that excites me. I just hadn't gotten around to it. Right yet. on, dude. All right, so we got Roland. Next up, we got Jake Chambers. Uh, yes. Jake and, is, uh, is basically, and this is for maybe if someone's sticking along because they're like, you know what, I'm never going to read this shit. We'll just listen to this fucking episode. Jake is like a, um, a privileged and yet, uh, underloved, like, 12 year old boy? 11? Yeah. Uh, from New York City who gets killed twice. <laughs> 
Yes, it's so horrible. Three times, actually, if you really want to think about it. But yeah, this guy throws him onto a subway tra- or throws him in front of a car. First, what is the push? Yeah, it was a, it was a car. The subway train was Susanna. Exactly. First, it's the push. Or Odetta, sorry. Or Odetta Holmes. She didn't go to your house or Morehouse. Um, so, <laughs> so Jake instantly. You're reading the gunslinger, and you're like, "All right, this is a son character for Roland. Like, this is like his his sidekick. His it, it was almost um, Wolf and the Cub, like that anime, like that kind of famous trope of uh, grizzled old man, young boy. How do they survive together? And then yeah, Roland and then, and then fucking possibly him becoming a apprentice is totally is what you were hoping. That's what they for, set it up. And then Roland lets him die. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh man, well, just let's die. Goodbye. Like he's got a choice, and he's like, yeah, nah, I need, to, I need to get this tower thing going. So Jake, Jake's gone. Jake, yeah. Jake reappears at one point, and he, and he, he does fulfill that role for Roland. Would you say that's a father? Um, that's a father and son relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he even though Roland uh, is, I think, somehow worse of a father at that point than his own father, but not. Oh much yeah, worse. yeah. But but like, it's the end of the world, basically. Kind of like when by the time the the quest starts, like everything fucked. You know what I mean? You just get that feeling that like there nowhere is it good in that world in, in mid world. Nowhere there are people like chilling out playing cards, like eating a sandwich. Like everything is fucked everywhere. Um, our third character in is our first character. Is our is technically our second character post gunslinger, and that is Eddie. Eddie Dean is a heroin addict from New York. He is again not a night. You know what? Uh, even fucking Odetta. You know the only fucking good person in that entire fucking thing are Jake and Oi. <laughs> well, I you know Odetta is a good person. It's just you know Detta is not. And yes, and she was tortured because she was raped and she she was schizophrenic and all that. However, all extremely flawed human beings, except for Jake and Oi, who's not a human being, but we'll get to them. So Eddie's a heroin addict. Um, he's just a real fuck. He's a fucking scumbag. Like when 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 he gets found by found by Roland, he's at the bottom of his bottom. He he gets grabbed from an airplane bathroom while doing heroin. Well, while while uh, muling heroin. While too. muling heroin too. For for guys who we later meet, but um, so when when Eddie is introduced, first off, straight into withdrawals. Yeah. The second he gets to Midworld, he just starts fucking DTing and shit. So so now we've got Roland. Who had he lost his hand yet to the Lobstrosities? Yeah, yeah. That that happened. Uh, first very thing. very first thing in the second book. Our main Actually, character. Actually, it may have been the end of the end of the last book. Because it was just one of those gut punches. It was just like, oh, that sucks so hard. Yeah, like I don't know where a crab comes up and bites his fucking fingers off of his left hand. And it, and it, and his foot. Don't forget his big toe. And his big toe. So so our 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 uh, our iconic uh, man in a cowboy hat or whatever is now fucking like a, a a monstrosity. He's crippled, and now he meets a heroin addict who's about to withdraw. And you're like, how the fuck could these motherfuckers ever do anything? Yeah, he's uh, he's not going to be very helpful. Things don't look too up, and it takes a while for Eddie to become helpful. Eddie might have the longest arc of anyone to get to redemption. I don't know. I mean, until it really yeah, the, kicks in with Susanna. Well, Susanna changes him. I mean, that's it's that. But and Roland, I mean, he he never really changes. I mean, he start you start to see him soften further on, but he he's. 
I mean, he takes the longest to actually shift uh, character-wise because he's, he doesn't really he's, all he's doing yeah. is he's just teaching these he's, – he's using them just as he used everybody else in his life. And he reali- by the end, he realizes that, though, and so do they, and they accept it, which is kind of cool, I guess. Well, I mean, I don't know if Eddie accepted it. He got his head blown off. I mean, yeah, Eddie didn't really – well, dude, let, let, we'll get to the deaths in a fucking – in a bit because – that is the most horrific fucking, like, last 150 pages in any fucking book ever. I just remember crying for, like, two hours while reading a book, you know? I don't know if I cried, but uh, oh, I dude. do remember being... I, I, the thing is... When Oi got, when when got impaled on a branch, I literally dropped the book and started sobbing. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I was... I was much sadder about Oi than Eddie. Oi is my favorite character in the content. We should we should put that out there right now. We'll get to him in a sec. Cause he's, he's well, it's it's just like you know you really <laughs> cared for uh, what was it Shimi or whatever exactly Shimi. Can... I mean, he was he was also one of the one of the greats in the uh, whenever they go back what's, uh, what's for Steve... the uh, backstory. There's one thing Stephen King does, and that's he loves a retarded uh, a mentally handicapped character. A retarded yeah. like if if you're ever reading a Stephen King book and they introduce a retarded person, that's your hero. M O O N. That spells Tom Cullen. I mean, fucking Duddits in uh in um uh, Dreamcatcher. Yeah, Dreamcatcher. Every, everything. Every or or a deaf guy or Nick Andros. Whenever you're like tragically flawed, King's like you're my guy. Well, you you go back to the the uh, the you know what is it an old saying that uh, you know uh, you could see God's work most in in uh, the simplest things. Yeah, and I I, see, I get what you mean. They're, they're they're your most transparent characters, kind of almost. They're a great yeah. I'll give you that. I mean, man. they they have they don't have the ability to be bad, you know. They're it, it, it's you know in what is it in the stand you have the you have uh, you have uh, Tom Cullen on one end and then you have Trash on the other. Trash is the is is one of the only times where you see it going the other way. Yeah. But it's just and even, such but a, even Trash you can have something so evil in something so simple. And he wasn't even trying to be bad. No, he was to be Trash helpful. was not trying to be bad at all. Trash, he just. They were just yelling at him for burden up old, old lady samples, pension checks. Like Trash did not know what he was fucking doing. Trash, but I think Trash think is a tragic it, character. If you think about it, though, Trash was was actually an instrument for good in the end of that book. Oh, totally. Trash is the reason that fucking that 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 good triumphs over evil. Kind of, if you're not going by the unabridged version. Well, I mean, he he went and he got that nuke, and then the hand of God yeah, blew exactly. it up. Without trash, without trash, like trash, drug and dra- dragged a nuke from like a military fucking. We're onto the stand now. We're jumping all over the place. We'll get to other books. Um, hey, hey, but the, the stand is just as legitimate as any as as the Dark Tower. Well, and that's, I mean, and that's, they go to the world of the stand. And I was telling my mom earlier, was talking about King. Uh, she, it's funny because you're either. It, there's two kind of king readers. There's like king readers who just like it all and can't really pick it out, and then there's ones who they're like, yes, the stand. Every yeah, I, I, the stand was my favorite. A lot of diehards. This out of the tower, outside of the tower realm, the stand is my favorite Stephen King thing by far. It is fucking incredible. I, I have to say, a lot of people I talk to say that after his accident, his his writing took a big hit, and he's not been as good since. Last but last uh, three, I'll tell I you. Ha- Levy's story, uh, Duma Key, oh, I... um, Under the Dome, and Eleven Twenty Two. I loved them all. See, I hadn't read Eleven Twenty Two yet, but Under the Dome, I, I, I like that one so much because that was going back to my favorite books. Have always been the ones without that had the, a lot of characters without the supernatural and had a lot going on. My mom hates 
My mom like prefers the non supernatural one. She like and and she, it's funny. She likes like Dolores Claiborne and Gerald's Game and Rose Matter. You know what I mean? Kind of uh, misery. The more the ones based in kind of human horror. Where I'm like, I need aliens and fucking Colleen Tragian saying talking shit. You know what I mean? Hey, I I like I like both sets. I mean, Dolores Claiborne is a wonderful book. But at the same time, you got it, which is an amazing book too. Absolutely. And, uh, my, but okay, the risk you... the risk you run with the supernatural is insomnia, which I'm gonna flat out say I don't think I ever finished. I think I got like 600 pages in, and I was like, "Fuck this book." I uh, I started it, got about 200 pages in, and just threw it to the side, Insom- and then I read like. 10 more books, and then I went back and I, I, I was like, okay, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to touch any other reading until I get through And I want, I want to like it because Patrick Danville figures so heavily in the tower, right? But it's still, it's not doing it for me. Like, it's just too fucking, he gets blabbery sometimes, King. Where he just starts going and going and going and oh, going. It, and that's What's insomnia. even worse than that is, is the talisman and, the, and Black House. Um, you know what? I like talisman a lot. Black House, not I, so I remember much. you saying that in one of the podcasts, but I cannot stand that book. It just seems like that Stephen King and and um, Straub were they just decided to have a dick measuring contest by seeing who could describe the leave on the street in the <laughs> most fucking detail. It is very. I, I, I read that and I was just like, oh my god! I am like ten pages in and they're still describing the the leaf <laughs> on the street. It's like Stephen King was like, "Oh, I I got this. I'll describe the leaf." And then uh and then the other guy was like, "That's good. Here, yeah. let me do it." And then they were like, "Oh, man, both of those are really good. We should put them both in there, and then we should write three more pages." And we should do it twice. <laughs> we should do it's another like, book exactly the same. I mean, it's like, "Oh god, I hate this book." Uh, I'm sorry. I I it's just it was one of those that I just sat there and I was like, "Oh god, they're they're still describing something that I mean, happened so long so, ago and it doesn't matter." Like uh, uh, let's 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 hit it real quick. We'll go, we'll float in and out of tower. We'll do whatever we want, man. It's a podcast. Uh, my least favorite King books among them, Cell is pretty like any anyone could have written that book. You know what I mean? Well, I mean he did it in a different way than what you usually see zombies. I mean, but I didn't. I did it's more not of a political it. statement. Well, I wouldn't say political, social statement than anything. Okay, because so, what he's doing is he's using the cell phone to say we basically all already become zombies. Totally, but I mean, fucking, we know that, dude. You know what I mean? It's not. That's no revelation. So we got there was a weird little period there. Cell from a Buick Eight. I did not love because I was basically like, hey, I read this one. It was called Christine. It, well, it wasn't even that. I mean, uh, I liked Buick 8 because I felt that it uh, it actually fit in with the Tower books pretty well. It did fit because... in really well with the Tower books. It's always weird which books, fit, like, uh, is it The Man in the Yellow Raincoat? One of the Hearts from Atlantis thing is like a huge Tower book, and you wouldn't even think about it until you go back. Yeah, uh, what, what was it, uh, Ted Brodigan was Exactly, exactly. There's a list, I mean, there's a list of uh, which books tie into the Tower series, here, I'll hit you with it real quick. You got uh, Salem's Lot, The Stand, Talisman, Crouch, and I don't even know what that is. That's a short story. Okay, The Mist, It, Eyes of the Dragon, which is literally set in Midworld. Okay, <laughs> I got to ask before you go on. Yeah. How do you like Eyes of the Dragon? I like it a lot. I, I read it pre-Tower, though, incidentally, so I didn't know what I was reading. I just thought it was like a cool medieval fantasy thing. Now I, I love that book. I love I like I like it a lot. It's like... It's a real cool entree into the Tower universe. 
if you don't know what you're, you know what I mean? If you just pick that up accidentally, it's a very clean, not chunky Doombot fucking kind of way to get into the tower world, you know? Well, well, if I remember correctly, I think he said that was one he wrote so his kids could read a, a book of his. I mean, because it doesn't even, it's not even as horrific as anything he's ever written. Oh, no, totally. There's it, a, there's it is a few, pure fantasy. There's a few weird ones. There's a few Stephen King books where you're like, what? Like, Cycle of the Werewolf? I have it, and, and I'm very confused by it. Oh, I, that, that one was, uh, that one was okay. It wasn't exciting, but it was okay. All right, so we got, uh, Rose Matter, Insomnia, Desperation Regulators, Bag of Bones, Hearts in Atlantis, uh, Black House, Everything's Eventual, from a Buick 8. And then the minor connections, everything from Cell, Dead Zone, Shining, Cujo, Pet Cemetery. Every book he's ever written, guys. Pretty much. Okay, so my question, uh, did you did you like uh, Rose Matter? I do like Rose Matter. That's the one where she hides in the painting from her abusive husband? Yes, Viva Zebul. I do like that. However, I uh, he's getting to a I point... I tell my wife I'm going to have to talk to her up close all the time, <laughs> and that's... That's like our end joke that people are like, that is so horrible. And we're like, we're kidding. He's getting to a point in his career where he's kind of doubling back sometimes. Like, I think Lizzie's story is pretty much Rose Matter almost with a few more twists on it, you know? See, I read Lizzie's story and I did not enjoy it a whole lot. No, I like, I like the fact that it was like a, and this is going to sound weird, but I like the fact that the protagonist was like a woman my mom's age. It was like a 55 year old woman. You know what I mean? It was kind of cool in that sense. Was that the one where the I can't even remember it. Her husband died. Her husband died. Her husband dies, and uh, he leaves all his, his. He was a famous author, and they always had this secret place he talked about, and this thing inside of it, and she basically could like hide in this other world. I remember. Okay. Okay. And there was like and, a monster she, inside of it. Yeah. Okay. I just. I just could not remember that story just from the name. It was fun. Typically, I, when King, when the main character, when the protagonist is a writer, you're kind of in for a good one. Oh, oh, Dead Zone, exactly. Dead Zone, even um, even uh, um, Secret Garden, Secret Window. Oh, oh, the dark dark side is that right? What, what do you mean? Is it the dark half? That's it. The dark that, half. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Well, there's been a bunch. All right, let's get back to Tower real quick because we'll, okay. we'll try, drive this train. All right, next up in the content, we got uh, Odetta Home slash Detta Home slash Susanna Dean. Yes. Uh, Detta is, when we when she first comes in, she's what, like 60-something? Honk Martha. She's like 60-something, right? No, no, she's not 60. No, I, I, I always read her as so old. No, no, she's, uh, I, I think she was like in her 30s or 40s. Really? I remember. Maybe it's because the wheelchair and like the civil rights stuff, like it just threw me a little bit. Well, I think she was from like the 60s, right? Yeah, yeah, so that, and then when does Tower take place? In the 90s, so yeah, she would be like f- late 30s, early 40s, let's say. All right, um... She's an African American gal. She is in a wheelchair. Um, she's also got a split personality. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, in a major is. fucking way. Uh, Always fun at parties. There's <laughs> there's Detta and there's Odetta, and that's basically a reaction to uh, a childhood abuse. She again, uh, a sweetheart, really tough fucking life. Well, and then there's also the well. It's it's also a big reaction to the fact that she lost her legs being pushed in front of a train by Mort. By Mort, who is the pusher and the same guy who pushed 
Uh, Jake, right? Right, right. He killed, he killed Jake and he killed, uh, he killed, uh, well, he chopped, uh, what's her name in half and then, he and then flags, him, doesn't he's he? He's Flag's counterpart in our world, kind of. Oh no, he's 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 a uh, he's more like TikTok man status. He's not. Or, no, or I, even, I, didn't, uh, I didn't mean counterpart. I meant like he's a, he's an agent of the Crimson King. Yeah, well, yeah, we're we're Flag, yeah, we're Flag. Whoever whoever you want to call the main bad guy, I like to call them Flag, but I know it's not Flag. That was the yeah, because there's the I, one bummer. The, the one bummer. Through. Yes, the one. My one bummer was when they were like, "All right, yeah, Martin was Flag, but he's not the main bad guy," and I was like, "Aw." Yeah. At one point, Flag dies, and you're like, all right, I guess Randall Flag is dead. Um, I think, okay, here, stick with me for just a second. I want to go on a little bit of a tangent. Go for it, man. Um, we're, going, we're going along this episode, folks. Fucking buckle up. <laughs> the uh, Storm of the Century, the movie. Yes. Uh, Lest- okay. Lestad? Yes. Uh, Linoge. Yeah, yeah. Andre, Andre Linoge. <laughs> okay, I so think... That that kid's name should have been Randall Flag. Ooh, that I would... sat there and I watched that entire movie, going, "Oh my God, he is recruiting his—he's recruiting Randall Flag." Well, what's funny is when I, I read that, I must have been in sixth grade when that teleplay came out before the movie, and I read it. And for school, I wrote like a five-page sequelization, and I'll never forget. I can't remember the character. It was the father, like ten years later, like all depressed and walking down the street, and he sees Linoge and his son. And he runs up to the kid and he's like, fucking Ralphie or whatever. I think it was Ralphie. Like, it's me, it's me, it's me. And the kid just fucking bears his fangs and he's like, come on, father. And him and Linoge walk off. I thought that was fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I did enjoy that. Like the fact but, that, yeah, like he was, he was, I also like, and I'm a big history buff, so the whole Croatan Roanoke Island thing really did it for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And do you know who funded that? Sir Walter Raleigh. Don't know why I remember that. That's I remember weird. lots of useless things. <laughs> uh, so, so, <laughs> Uh, and then at one point, there is a merging of, of Detta's personalities. Odetta and Detta come together and cease to be and reborn is Susanna. Yeah. Um, who then immediately, not immediately, but like her and Eddie are a fucking thing. And that's kind of the thing that saves Eddie in Midworld is his relationship with Susanna. So you really think like, it's like 20, 21 year old guy, Eddie? Is Dude, when I first read it, yeah, I, see, but for, year old, like, check, check, check how my mind went, ready? When she That's turned into awesome. Susanna and she gained her legs back, I thought she got hot and young. <laughs> Even so much that if you look at my fantasy casting from like two years ago, I was still under that impression because I cast like Alfrey Woodard as Odetta and like fucking, um, uh, uh, Zoe, oh, what's that girl's name? From like Pirates Car- Caribbean and like Colombiana, the really gorgeous, uh, African American chick. Zoe Saldana. I was like, she should be Susanna. And you get like an older lady for fucking Odetta. And that way it's more drastic. But you think it's the same person? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't I think get you're it. Right. I didn't get it that they, they, she had a transformation. I mean, although, the thing is about Odetta, if, now that I'm remembering it, she, you know, she acted like the old, like, like old, stuck up, stiff person, you know, uh, versus, uh, versus Susanna was very brazen. And young and vibrant. So in my mind, I always read it as a physical transformation. Wow, I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, it wouldn't make I, any fucking sense. Why would she transform? 
you know, and that's well. I mean, it's not it's not unbelievable being if she did go to an entirely different <laughs> world. It could have just been she came to a new world and she actually had legs. Yeah, but. But Stephen King chose to not have like a transformation like that. You're right. All right. And then we got our last member of the content. My favorite, and this is where people you talk to people about the Dark Tower and you get to this part and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> um so you've got Roland, he's like the last gunslinger, he's like the best fucking fighter on the planet. You got Eddie Dean, heroin addict, you got Deda Odetta, Susanna, we said crippled, uh horrible childhood. You got Jake, who's a boy who's been murdered like three times before the age of twelve. And then you've got Oi, the Billy Bumbler. Yes. Uh, Oi is a raccoon slash dog called the Billy Bumbler. And, uh, he can kind of talk by miming other words people say. However, integral to the content, uh, th- that book is nothing without Oi. Oi is as important as Jake and Eddie and Susanna. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he leads them at one point, right? Yeah, I mean, he's, he, there's, uh, there's a few times where Oi, where Oi saves the day. But just, by nature of being included in the cotet, they're all equal, I think. You know what I mean? And what, he wasn't a pet. He was, he was a peer, I, I like to think. Yeah. Well, I mean, and he was, <laughs> You know, uh, he was just as much a gunslinger as the rest of them. That's what I mean, dude. Oi throws down a few times. And, and like, Oi, initially, Oi is Jake's pet, and he kind of stays Jake's pet throughout the whole thing. But then you realize at one point, remember when they cut to Oi's perspective, and you realize, like, he can think like a human? Well, he can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he knows what's, he knows what's going on. He calls him, like, the man and the boy, and, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Oi is like Oi is. Uh, I love Oi, dude. And when Oi, well, I mean, and he he met his death as a gunslinger should, as nobly. Like he 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 remembered the face of his father. Roland fucking says it. Like right. I uh, my feelings on the Dark Tower would be much differently if in that wrap up Oi was not included. You know what I mean? I like the waterworks started flowing even more when Roland invoked Oi's name at the very end there. Because I was like, oh, my God, Roland loves Oi, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's very sweet. Like, this little, he's like, he's he's like a raccoon dog, I guess you would say, right? Well, I mean, they, they always said he had a very long neck. And, he's a billy bumbler. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't have any idea what he, what it was supposed to be, but it, it was a, it was, de- I, it was definitely a, you know, a, an integral character and, uh, you know, one that, one that you could actually just, like yes, and not have nothing... to get stuck on all of its problems. There, he was the purest of the content. You get no, you get no quandrum. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Oi doesn't give you any fucking intellectual problems with like, oh, he's a bad guy and he's a dick. Oi is just like the bravest pure. He is the purest by far. You know what I mean? Right. He's just there because he loves all these people. Now, um. The book is about the series of books, and we're gonna we're gonna get Dark Tower done. We're gonna spoil the ending, folks, because we gotta fucking talk about the ending of Dark Tower if we talk about Dark Tower. But basically, in this series of seven books, Roland and these four other people we mentioned are questing for something called the Dark Tower. It's a physical place. It's an actual tower. We don't know why he wants to go there. We don't know what is there. We don't know anything. Basically, just this n- never-ending quest to get there. And, I mean, with, with cutting seven books short, they kind of do towards the end. Like, a lot, the world starts falling apart. You realize that 
the, here's what you realize while reading The Dark Tower, if you're a Stephen King fan. In, in, in a physical sense, that actual building holds up every Stephen, every Stephen King universe. If each book takes place in its own universe, the only reason those universes stay aloft, as it were, is because The Dark Tower is still standing. Would you agree? Well, but... I think you're, I think you're kind of selling it short though. It's not, it doesn't hold up all of Stephen King's universes. It holds up all universes. All universes. And I'm only, I, mean, I guess it, I'm it only holds speaking up, it holds con- up our universe just as much as it holds up, you know, uh, the Sands or, uh, the Gileads. I mean, it, it is supposed to be. See, but do you the- consider Derry our universe? Like I was thinking in terms of Stephen King fiction. I guess you're right. Yeah. That would be real world. It, it's basically without that building, there's nothing left. There's no existence. Right. I mean, it's it's uh, it's literally the the cornerstone of everything. And the way and 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 I love this. Later on, you find out the way that most of these Stephen King books are connected. And this, we're talking Stephen King here, folks. So if you're a fan, you'll enjoy. Uh, a lot of his books take place. Non-tower books take place in a few certain towns. You got Derry. You got Castle Rock. Recently, he's been writing a lot of stuff in Florida because I know he lives there. But after a while, you were like. How the fuck is all this crazy shit happening in one town? Why is Derry the fucking uh, headquarters of weird shit in the universe? And you realize it's a thinny, which basically means where the universes are the thinnest, weird shit bleeds through. And that's what it, like the monster it, Pennywise, he's from the Tower universe. Um, uh, the guy in Needful Things, you know, you can extrapolate... Uh, the vampires in Salem's Lot, they just kind of bleed through the universes through what are called thinnies. So that's how you can connect all the books. Desperation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now. The regulators? Regulators. Dude, Desperation's in my top five, Regulators is in my bottom five. Oh, yeah? You didn't like Regulators? No. I, not after, with a weird I, read, read. I read them back to back too, and it was like, Desperation is just way more epic. The scope of that thing is way larger, and then they take all the characters I like, and they do like a fucking y- Yankee shuffle with them, whatever it's called. And like now the kid's a dad, and this guy's that guy's girlfriend, and that guy's now a four year old, and fucking it's it's it was the same exact story but told a different way, less cool. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, regulators. Uh, see, I read Regulators first. Oh, you did. See, I read Desperation first, and I. So, did you like Desperation less? I I enjoyed Desperation quite a bit. I mean, it, it uh, a my uh, it's one of my wife's uh, favorite movies that they that they did, but she didn't Ron, read the book. Ron but, Perlman is Collie and Tragian, yo. <laughs> I mean, uh, you you put Ron Perlman in something, and I'm I mean, I, me too. I, I get <laughs> I, I get interested in watching, especially it. as one. I watched the right. You know what? I like the Desperation miniseries thing. Like it was okay. Yeah. It was it was genuinely okay. We'll, t- we'll talk. I mean, I think they actually did did it good justice. I mean, uh, sometimes you get better justice with books. Sometimes and we'll and we'll, and we'll talk about uh, King to film adaptations in, in a bit. But let's get back to Tower. So, epic fucking struggle to find the Tower. They're chasing the Man in Black. I mean, it then turns into it gets to a point where the universes are fucking falling apart. Where things from King's World are coming into ours. Where they roll into a town that's being terrorized by Doombots with golden snitches. And when I say Doombots, I mean Doctor Doom. Like, there were, yeah. like, 50 Doctor Dooms with, like, Harry Potter golden snitches. And you're like, all right, something fucking wacky is happening now. And then and from, lightsabers. And lightsabers. And from that point on, Stephen King, 
Uh, and I, and I think this, I think you can't overlook the importance of the Tower books in King's work just because of this sole fact. That's where he decided to exercise his, his accident. Uh, the, the, Stephen King almost got killed, um, back in like 2001. He got hit by a drunk driver, uh, broke like a whole lot of bones, like was in recovery for like a year. You know what I mean? Like no one even knew if he would walk again. He writes that into one of the books and Roland and the gang, Actually, are the ones that save him. Yeah. That's that's I mean, pretty fucking that, cool. That, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I was just like at that point I'm I had to sit there like I literally I literally put my bookmark in, shut the book, and stopped and 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 took a deep breath and was like, okay, at this point, do I finish the story or do I just go? You know what? Fuck it. See, and I and, didn't, for some reason. For some reason, it excited me that he wrote himself in it, knowing that it was a fucking weird, almost hack move. I was like, this is perfect. Well, you know, I, I stopped and I was like, you know what? There's no way I'm not going to find out what happens at the Dark Tower. I mean, yeah, especially, well, do you know that, I know it's a rumor, but do you know, do you know the story that he gives about why he decided to finish the series? Uh, no. He says he got a fan letter from an old lady who had, like, terminal cancer. And she she was like, look, I've been, a, I've been a fan of yours my entire life. I don't have long in this world. Please tell me what happens to Roland. And, he, and he, he sat there and he was like, I don't know. And he was like, I don't want to ever let anyone else die without, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to leave, I don't want people to leave this world without knowing what happened to Roland and the gang. So that's why he busted those four books out in, like, a year. And they're all yeah, like the, they're all seven hundred pages. Those last four, like I remember reading three, that. Excuse I, me. I thought you were talking about why the next one's coming out next year. Oh no, no, no! I meant why he went back and wrote Wolves of the Call, Song of Susanna, and Dark Tower. Yeah, he finally got on the ball because of that. I, I like that because he realized like I'm the like I'm the keeper of this legacy now. This this book is look 1982. It's now 1997. It took him 2004. It took him like 26 years to write this fucking series and to finish it, you know? So a lot, you got to think about it. A lot of people probably did read it and die and never find out what happened. Well, I mean, it, whenever I, I read uh, one of the intros to The Dark Tower and he was talking about it and he he said that it's a it's a monumental undertaking and that he, uh, you know, and, and some people call, you know, told him he was, he sounded kind of crazy for wanting to, wanting to do that with so many books that he's already written, trying to incorporate them into this one, one structure. And, uh, and he, uh, he pointed out, you know, Jeffrey Chaucer had a similarly, um, monumental task that he set for himself while rating the Con- Canterbury, Canterbury Tales. Tales yeah. But, uh, but, you know, he died before it happened, and I, I think, I think part of it is, is that he thought that, you know, I'll never actually finish it. And he did, and, and let's get to it. He does finish it. Um, the gang does arrive at the tower with the help of a couple characters you know and love from other works, such as, uh, the priest from, uh, Salem's Lot, Father Callahan. Yeah. Uh, the, um, deaf dumb kid from, uh, Insomnia, Patrick Danville. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Patrick Danville. Um, and then a couple other characters, uh, that, that appear. Ted appeared. Brodigan from Hearts in Atlanta. Ted Brodigan, and then you got, and then, I mean, you got all the stuff in the Tower Club in New York, which I love. I love, uh, I wish I could remember those names. Oh, Calvin Tower, and, uh, what's the other guy's name? Like the two old gay guys? 
Oh, I, I Tower is the only one. They own the book. They own the bookstore where the tower was in our in Manhattan in our world. And here's the coolest thing, dude. Do you know Hammerskull Plaza is real? No, I didn't. And do you know that across the street there's a park with a bronze statue of a turtle? No, didn't know that either. Yes, there is, sir. So if you ever go to Manhattan, you can do like a mini tower tour. You can go to Hammerskull Plaza and right across the street where Roland says it is that park. And instead of a rose, it's a turtle. Yeah, see, I, I lived in uh, I lived on Long Island. Where Long or, Island? Uh, what? Where Long Island? Uh, Bayshore. Oh, no shit, man. I'm from Syosset. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, I've, been, I've, I've listened to your podcast, okay. but my my wife uh, grew up in uh, Central Islip. All right, on man. So I, I moved up there to meet her family. That is one hell of a culture shock for somebody who who pretty much has only lived in Oklahoma and been to places like Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm sure that was kind of nutty. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was uh, it was an awesome experience. Although I I never I never want to even contemplate living there, but I wouldn't mind visiting. You're, again. Gl- you're glad to be back in OK City. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, well, they they call it they call it OKC. OKC. All right, I think they call that. That's what they call OK Cupid too. So you gotta. You might get confusing. <laughs> if you're talking about your well, city or some chick you might like to date, but don't tell your wife. Um, yeah, I, I don't think uh, I don't think I want to get involved in yeah, that. Yeah, stop saying OKC because your wife might be like, does he mean OKCupid or Oklahoma City? I don't know anymore. Um, they get to the tower. Along the way, everyone but Roland dies. Uh, no, no, Susanna doesn't. Susanna dies? No, she doesn't. What do you mean? She she gets uh she gets uh Dan uh, Danville. Oh yes, she it? goes back. She goes back. Yeah, she she goes back. Danville uh makes her a door. Okay, but at that point everyone was dead. <laughs> right? Well, uh, she wasn't. All right. And Randall wasn't. You're right. You're right. All right. J- Eddie goes first. Right? Yeah, he 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 gets uh he gets taken out by somebody they thought was dead. Okay, Eddie goes first. Then you lose Jake. No. Jake is with Roland right before the end, I think, right? Fuck, I can't remember the order. Oi gets impaled on a fucking tree branch. I, I think it, I think it goes Eddie, Jake, Oi. Eddie, Jake, I Oi. I think you're right. Oi gets impaled because... on a tree branch. By that point, Susanna can't help anymore. She goes back to the real world, which will play so huge in the ending. Um, and then you're left with Roland, Patrick Danville, and the Crimson King. Right. And flag-ish, kind of. Uh, Crims, uh, the dude Patrick Danville, we find out that his special power is he can draw stuff and make it manifest in real life, so he basically just erases the Crimson King out of existence, which is kind of cool. Well, it, it, it's cool, and then at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, uh, really? That's, I mean, that's how you're gonna do it? And let's say, let's say this right now, that last, that first time I read the ending, the entire thing was all really. Alright, folks, I will try to set the stage right now. Uh, and if you've read The Tower, you know where we're at. If you haven't and have no plans, come along on this ride. So this book, uh, this series of books has existed for 26 years. Um, Roland is, I mean, it, 20, I'm 27 years old. Like, my entire life, you've got to think, that's how long it took. If you started in the day The Gunslinger came out, it took you my entire lifetime to get to the ending. So you were, let's put it this way, you had a staked interest in how this fucking thing wound up, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like double the size of Lord of the Rings. It's one of the most like page heavy fantasy. Ep- I mean, it's, you've put in a lot of work to get yourself to the tower and you get to the tower 
and Roland walks up to the top floor of the tower, and first he does this really cool thing where he, he shouts out the names of everyone in the quartet, and that always makes me cry. Eddie Dean of New York, fucking, he remembers the name of his father, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you get to the top of the tower, and there's a room, and Roland goes into the room, and there's stuff on a table, and Roland touches something, and he like takes a deep breath in, and then the next page is the first page of the Gunslinger. With uh, uh, with the difference with, of with a difference of a, one uh, word, he's got the horn. horn. He's got the horn of eld. But but let me first. But let me give my experience on it. So I don't know if that came as clear. The first in 1982 when the Gunslinger came out, the first line of that book was. Roland the Gunslinger fled through the desert, and the man in black, what, man in black, uh, the man, man in black, the fled, man in black fled, the, <laughs> fled through the desert, and the Gunslinger and followed. the Gunslinger followed. Jump to 2004. Roland gets to the tower. He's finally at the Dark Tower. <laughs> We're like, oh shit, it's all about to go down. You turn the page. The man in black fled through the desert, and Roland the Gunslinger, and the Gunslinger followed. And you're like, at first, and I know you thought it was a printing error, didn't you? Or something. No, no, I you knew. I I smiled. You liked it right away. I I read that and I smiled. Okay. I, I have to. I can't help it. Every time I read that that line, I smile. Every time I recite that line, I smile. It, it, it is it is a really great series, and I can't help it. The beginning always makes me happy. Uh, so when you first read the ending, what like you just read that line? You're happy. Well, whenever, but the thing is, wait, that's, wait, that's till, wait, not exactly where it ended, though. But you didn't, okay, and that's not where it ended, we should say. So it's literally the same first three paragraphs in the first book with one word difference. When they describe what Roland has on him, his weapons, his this, he's got a horn called the Horn of Eld, which was one of the items in the top room of the Dark Tower, which, and here's the real ending to the Dark Tower, if you want to take a logical jump with me. Basically, Roland has done this before. And he will do it again. And he will do it again and again and again and again and again and again until he's done. But because he takes a new item with him every time, there is some sort of passage of time. Eventually, Roland will destroy the universe. Well, I don't know if he'll destroy the universe. I think he'll finally have enough tools to fix it. But you think fix it? I thought it was always implied that like the day that Roland does have all the tools, the tower falls. No, I mean, Roland is not the breaker. Roland's Roland not the has breaker. Always been, Roland has always been uh, working for the good. But the thing is, is that I think it comes down to Roland's not, a, as is, Roland is not good enough. And that's, and that's he, why he doesn't he has have to... the soul to do it. Roland has, has destroyed every scrap of soul he has throughout his lifetime. I mean, he has, he has betrayed, uh, confidants he, he's done despicable things to get where he is but he thinks it's all for the best but at the same time i think i think that this is is his redemption is that eventually eventually roland will come to the end and roland will fix everything that needs now, to be do fixed. you think it's but all... he's not doing it the right way no and unfortunately for Failing. that to happen jake susanna like all these people have to fucking go through this entire thing and most of them have to die a bunch of times well, but that's the thing is that he he's you know it's not that he's necessarily learning from his mistakes uh, other than you know as he's rebuilding basically his soul he's he's rebuilding the tower and he gets it one item at a time, one cycle at a time 
Right. I mean, and Susanna lived this time. Last time, she probably didn't. Yeah. And the way it wraps up this time. So you read that and you're like, all right. Well, the first time you read it, you're like, fuck, I don't know how to deal with that. And then you get a nice wrap up. Uh, and it's basically Stephen King saying, is it even in the novel or is it just the afterwards? Uh, it's, uh, he, he puts a, uh, he puts a section in where he's like, you know, I, I don't oh, know what to tell you, right, but this is where you, right this is this where is where you, you should, should stop. stop. This is where you should stop reading, yeah. Yeah, he, he tells you, he gives you just flat out, I, I don't, you know, this is the ending you should have. This is, this is not the ending we deserve, probably, I think is how he words it. And the ending but, we got, however, I'm so fucking glad we got it, it basically implies that like, hey, you know what? In New York, there's gonna be a guy named Eddie, and he's gonna have a little brother named Jake, he's gonna meet a gal named Susanna, and they might or might not have a dog that might or might not be named Oi. Yeah. You know, so so it is, it is that kind of nice reincarnated, like they all get to be with each other in the other world again. But just, oh man, what a fucking, what a series. Do you, now let's get to adaptation-wise. Were you scared of all this TV show talk? Oh, I have to say I, I, uh, I was terrified. I mean, like, at, at first I would, I was, I was, nervous you know just like oh god i don't i don't want to see this because i think that it's going to go horribly wrong and then and then i got angry because i was like oh they oh my god they better not fuck this up and then i and then i got to the point where i was just accepting okay if i hear too many horrible things i'll still watch it and i'll regret it but i will i I will let it happen because there's no nothing i can do about it do you think there is any way that javier bardim could have been a good roland uh, to be truthful, I, I didn't. I didn't want to know who that was. I can't remember what that guy. I, he's, he's not the, a familiar. He, name. He's a Spanish actor with a very thick Spanish accent. He's um, from No Country for Old Men. He's in a lot of uh, a lot of Pedro Almodovar films. Oh, okay. So Vicky he's, Cristina he's Barcelona. Who, the, uh, he's the guy with the. He's with, the guy from No Country for Old Men. He's okay. Shagosh. He's the guy with the gun thing in No yeah, Country. Yeah, with the. Uh, we, yeah, with the pneumonic, uh, yeah. pneumatic, uh, He's pneumatic, got uh, hammer. a incredibly thick, like, Barcelona, Madrid, lispy accent that I, he's never not done. He's never played an American guy. Could Roland well, but, have been a Spaniard? Well, Would that I, have I thrown you off? It, it strikes me that he, uh, I mean, like, uh, what was it? His, uh, his love interest was Susan Delgado. Yes. I mean, and there's his his mother's his, name his is Gabriella, and which his mother's name is Gabriella. Yeah, I mean it. It sounds it sounds okay. I mean, although I never pictured it that way. No, I pictured Roland, and I think you will agree. Fucking Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, I I, uh, I go Josh Brolin before the Lord of the Rings. I I pictured uh, I pictured Clint Eastwood. Okay, everyone everyone's in Eastwood. He's a little he's a little too old now, but like yeah, that was the precursor, yeah. and then it became. Either Viggo Mortensen, I like Josh Brolin. I think he would be an amazing Roland because I think Roland is in his mid forties, right? Early I don't 50s? think uh, I don't think Clint Eastwood is too old. Roland is described at some point as being older than time. See, but I always pictured Roland as like in his fifties. He can't be fucking eighty years old, could he? Well, the thing is, is that he's done this how many times? <laughs> yeah, but it's how many times in the cycle? I think every time the cycle goes, it resets, doesn't it? 
Well, and, and well, and but he's he got born, he's born again. Well, what about the time that passed at the end of the first book where he caught up to the the man in black and and the uh, you know it is all kind that of time we, there is a weird amount of time like how many years we don't even know right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just that that uh, that there is the implication that he is he he could be super old, but he is he's literally kept himself at the peak. That he, you know, and he's uh, he's he's supernatural in and of himself. Yeah, he is kind of. I mean, and that's the thing. He is an agent of the tower, so he would be kind of supernatural, right? Yeah. So I mean, I that's why I I always thought that somebody that old and grizzled actually fit the part. Uh, but it's also, you know, you, how can you have a western without him, right? I, I mean, mean, Clint yeah. Eastwood. I, I mean, Clint Eastwood was always, you know, the the uh, you know the badass with without a heart most of the time. I, I didn't watch most of the movies, but it was always that was always the image I got. We wait much longer. He's gonna have to play the fucking Mayor Thorin or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like. I do not. I don't think we need. I don't think we need it in that medium. I I would. And look, look. I said the same thing about Lord of the Rings, and I was wrong. But I just. I, Seven movies? Is that the only way? That's the only way you could do it? Like a hundred fucking fifty million dollars each movie? Like it's just it's big. Well, I don't even see that seven movies could possibly get the story. Yeah, you're. I mean, it's 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 the biggest. You, I don't think you can tell this in a visual medium in a concise. You know what I mean? Uh, HBO I, series was the only way you could go. Rated R HBO series. Yeah, I mean, you, if if you found like a, a facet like that. I think it, I think it could really work, other than the fact that they uh, they tend to have uh, different directors each time when they do something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it's also you know, and it, you really have to have a solid feel to it. I mean, you can't, it, and and that's the thing is that I don't I don't know if that would work because a lot of the times TV shows have kind of like moods, you know, shifts and and like um, it would need to be one product. I see what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just I don't think they could ever get it completely right, and most of and mostly, you know, it'll it'll just piss a whole lot of people. Off. Oh yeah. And, Although uh, at the same time, who doesn't want to see a, the craziest group of gunslingers you've ever seen? I do, but you know, at, who, at what cost? I don't know, man. I'm torn on it. I'm torn on it. But let's get. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, oh, it's, it's nothing. Uh, speaking of track records, though, for King adaptations, now let's move off the tower a little bit. But we should also say, uh, have you read the Concordium? Uh, no. Uh, the thing that Robin Firth wrote? Uh, no, I, uh, I've, I, uh, I've seen it, but I, I didn't it read is it. insane. There's so other than the seven books, there's like a fucking five hundred page book, basically encyclopedia of the Dark Tower universe. And the cool story with that is how she got that gig. She was his assistant. And, um, I read this story, I think it's a forward to the concordance, uh, he had to go out of town on a business trip or something, and she had to organize his office, and when he had gotten back, she hadn't done any organizing, however, she had drawn, like, a giant map on the floor of all the paths and the ways of the beam and midworld, like, and he realized, this girl might know more about the Dark Tower universe than I do, so she became, Robin Firth is the one who writes the comics, she became the keeper of the tower. Oh, okay. Which is pretty cool. And she's done a decent job so far. Um, now, we, so I'm a little wary of a King Dark, of a Dark Tower adaptation to film or TV because Stephen King, and now we're moving off Tower, going back to Stevie in general, has not had a great track record for adaptations. 
Well, I mean, it, it's hard to adapt any book into a movie. Totally. However, if you are going to try it, don't give Mick Garris like a million dollars in a week to do it. Because that's what it seems like every Stephen King movie is either Mick Garris or a good one is Frank Darabont. Like you can tell it's either one of those two guys and they're just so low budget and so, I mean, let's, let's hit the good ones. Ready? Uh, the Shining, arguably probably the best adaptation. Okay, uh, I want to stop on film, that real fast, but not a good adaptation of that book. I want to I want to stop on that though. I just just I I always say this about the book, and I you know since I have a chance to put it Hit in me. stone, I'm going to. But the the thing I always have to tell people about that is okay if you've seen The Shining, the movie, the best parts of the movie, oh the greatest parts of that movie don't exist in the book. No, not at all. But the absolute greatest parts of the book don't exist in the movie at no, all. No, and the main difference so is the main they, difference. They're two separate and wholly, you know, wholly great completely things. Completely different. The main, the major difference is this. In the book, in the movie, the first time you see Jack Torrance, he's kind of already fucking nuts. He's Jack Nicholson. And yeah. like, by the time they get to the Overlook, he's fully fucking nuts. It was such a slow burn to craziness in the book. That's the major difference in my mind. And it took him a really long time to lose it in the book. Whereas in the movie, he loses it almost instantly. Well, and the, and the book is more from, uh, from the kid's standpoint. It's Danny's a lot story. Of the time. And, and even and, more so, we're getting the sequel to the book, you know. Okay, here's something really fucked up that I, I, I like to point out also about the, uh, the movie and the, uh, yeah, yeah. and, and something else that I know you're, you're a big fan of. Do you know what the Muppets, and the the stand or the the uh, shining have in common? No, they both have a character who talks to the little man in their finger. <laughs> You're right, uh, <laughs> but only only one has Scatman Crothers. You like ice? Oh, that... You like ice cream, Doc? What's your favorite flavor? Coffee. Mmm. I love me some Scatman Crothers. Um. Oh yeah. Okay, you got the Shining, Dead Zone, Christopher Walken, great movie. You think so? Uh, I don't know if I've seen that one. Really, really good. Check it out. Like again, I told you, I'm, I I don't want I, I I don't do a lot of actual horror stuff. So the no, movies yeah, yeah. I don't I I only tend to watch the movies of the ones I really love. Have you seen the so. Stand miniseries? Oh, I've owned that ever since I got a DVD player. What are your thoughts on it? I I enjoy it a great deal. I think Me they got too. a lot of really wonderful actors. Gary Sinise is awesome. I think I think Stu they nailed. I think um I think they nailed a few of the characters. I think a lot like Molly Ringwald, no. Uh Yeah, she did but I mean they got her Harold, in there because she Harold was decent. fucking Corin Nemin as fucking Harold Lauder worst casting that entire movie. I don't know. I thought he was a real like despicable person. But didn't no, you always picture that. Harold as fat? Yeah, and that's, that's the written, thing is that they started into him the out character. like Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they 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 uh they, they made him they pimply. Didn't do that real good. They instead yeah. of in, in the TV series they made him pimply and they cleared up his skin. In the book, he loses like 200 pounds. It's yeah. a, it's a lot bigger of of a, of a change. Um the lady from um Spin City or whatever fucking show who plays Nadine, terrible. Well, I also didn't like that they combined those two characters. Nadine and Lucy, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I thought uh, I liked uh, I liked who they got for. Oh, who is the guy who hangs out with them? Uh, oh hell, what the older guy? Uh, the 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 singer. Oh, Lloyd. 
Not Lloyd. No. Um, uh, baby, can you dig your man? Um, yeah. Um, fuck. Uh, I'll, I'll think of it, but I, I, I enjoyed that. I wish there was a name I knew, but like, that guy was okay. Why can't Tom I? Tom Cullen of... was great. Tom Cullen was good. Um, it's the guy for Randall Flagg was awesome. You gotta admit, Rand- the guy they got for Randall Flagg. See, and I'm gonna disagree. I, th- I wish they got a better actor for Flagg. Cause in my mind, he was like a poor man, Ted McG- poor man's Ted McGinley, if that makes any sense. Oh, see, I don't even know who Ted McGinley is. The guy from Married with Children, who, who like, Ted, the, the good looking guy who was their next door neighbor who was married to Darcy. Oh. Um, ever see Wayne's World? Yeah. He's the screamer. In like their morning radio show, they're like, "Hey, handsome Dave." He's like, "Oh no, I'm the screen that guy." Like, yeah, I don't know. I thought Flag was okay. Who, who I thought was great was um uh, Miguel Ferrer as Lloyd. Yeah, he he played a good Lloyd. Uh, uh, trash. Uh, the guy who played Trash was good too. Ca- um, uh, uh, fuck Matt Frewer, who's also uh uh Lawnmower Man. Max Headroom. No, 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 not Lone Remembrance. He's Max Headroom and he's, uh, in Watchmen. And he's also in, uh, he's in Eureka. Yep, and he's in, I think, Alien Resurrection. He's one of the, we know a lot about needless stuff. Okay, we, did you, did you see Generation X, the, uh, pilot that I they did, shot? I did not. Okay, he played the villain in that. Okay, very cool. No, no, Trash <laughs> was good. Trash was good. Um, oh, and he's also in, in, uh, the, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Saboba and all that. But yeah, but however, it is an eight hour miniseries. Yeah. And like, it doesn't cover half of that fucking story. No, but I, I, I don't know. I really liked it. I thought they, I thought they hit enough of the, the crucial points that they made it really quite good. I, 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 uh, that's actually one of like my favorite movies that uh, the the adata- adaptations. Right on. Here's another one that came out recently that I love, The Mist. Uh, see, I haven't watched that one oh, yet. Oh, dude, I wanted it's to, great. But... It's great. Uh, did you? Okay, this one isn't an adaptation, but it's just a great movie. Uh, Rose Red. I don't know Rose Red. Holy crap! You don't know Rose Red? I do not. Is that the one about oh, the hospital? Sh- no, 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 that's Kingdom Hospital. That was a TV series. Uh, no, uh, Rose Red is a, uh, is a miniseries that's about this, uh, this house that keeps building upon itself on its own, pretty much. Oh, that's pretty cool. And it, you, this, uh, this lady, she brings a bunch of psychics to it, it, to, uh, to try and see if she can find anything out about it. She wants to prove the existence of, uh, supernatural. And, uh, and it's a, it's a really good movie. Uh, I, uh, I can't believe you haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen like, have you seen the Lengel Hears? Oh god, oh, that is, that is such a pile of crap. Yeah, like, let's get to the bad ones. Or like, is it, uh, is it Night Shift? What's the one oh, with is... the vampire on the airplane? Yeah, I, I vaguely remember watching that. That wasn't very good. I also didn't think that, Creep uh. Creep Show, oy. Oh, I love creep show. Really? But that's, I saw it when I was a kid, <laughs> okay, and so it, yeah, was, it yeah. was perfect for a kid. I don't love Cujo. Carrie's a great movie. Carrie we'll put on oh. the good list. Well, how about I, It? You like the It? You don't like... Well, I okay, my... I don't like who they got to play Bill. I like Tim Curry as Pennywise. Oh, I love Tim Curry, and just about anything he's in, except for except for the one most everybody loves him for, which is Rocky Horror. But yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Rocky it, Horror guy either. But if you if you put Tim Curry in something, I'll I'll watch the movie. 
Yeah, I mean, for the most part. Now he's doing, I don't know, check his IMDb recently. He's doing, like, direct-to-DVD horror flicks. Like, I don't think you'd be down for it. Oh, see, I haven't, I haven't seen those, but I'm, I'm talking about the Clue. Oh, yeah, Legend, uh, fucking, uh. Oh, yeah, shit, Detroit. I love Legend. Home Alone 2. Yeah, Home Alone 2, Three Musketeers with, uh, Chris O'Donnell. Oh, my and, God. Uh, you, Sheen. Where he plays Richelieu? Uh, yeah, he played the, uh, the evil Cardinal. Yeah, Cardinal Richelieu, I think. Uh. <laughs> um, so then we, uh, other, other, I mean, like, there was the Johnny Depp, uh, Secret Window, Secret Garden that sucked. Yeah, that that wasn't very good, but uh, I can't say I was. The book was the uh, short story was awesome or anything. It was okay. I like the twist in it. Let's okay. Let's go to that, sir. What are your let's let's without ranking them. Let's name some of your favorites now. From and and we're both kind of completist here, so I'm sure. Um, I love the long walk. Uh, oh God, that is that has to be like my favorite Bachman book. Oh, I, uh, it's definitely my favorite Bachman Rake. book. Uh, what? Rage is the one that's of mice and men, kind of. Uh, no, no, Rage is the one where the oh yes, Rage is where the, the school shooting where that's you can't get that in print anymore. I was thinking of Blaze. Oh yeah, yeah that that one was really weird, which is I about a mentally handicapped guy and the ghost of his former partner and a baby. Yeah. Oh God, I just read that book, going, oh please don't let the retard kill the baby. I mean, you. I, I know that's po- not politically correct. Totally. But, oh but, my God, please don't let him kill the I baby. I mean, that, that, I'm gonna have to check on that. But it, you're right; it might not be politically correct to say, please don't <laughs> let that retard kill that baby. We'll find out though. We'll put the we'll put the jury on it. Um. Uh. No, the Bachman early Bach, the Bachman books, and that was the first thing he wrote. Rage was the first thing he ever wrote. Oh, was it? Yeah, a rage long walk. Roadwork and Running Man were in that thing. Yeah, I, I actually have a. Uh, it's a real old paperback uh, book. With Rage, that I have it like, too. Like you, all four of them in it. Me too. I have the exact same paperback because the, you can't get Rage in print anymore. My uh, I after Columbine and all that. And my my sister's kids tore it apart. Oh no! Really? Yeah, I. I, I my I, my sister was like, oh, I'll buy a new one. That, that was like six years ago. That's rough, dude. I mean, I'm going to look through his bibliography to refresh my memory because he has written like 50-something novels. Um, It's been a lot. I I, uh, I went ahead and because I, I knew I was talking to you, I got a couple of them ready. Good but, shit. I uh, mean, The Stand is, is, again, one of my favorites. Um, then, okay, I, I'm sorry, I wanted to stop real fast. We did gloss over my favorite character in all of the Dark Tower. And who's that? Shimi? No, Blaine the Mono. Blaine the Mono, that cock-blocking motherfucker. Oh, you you was just so I you just wanted to hate him so much. He's like, "Hey, you guys want to just fucking hang out and die?" Like, "Oh, I, I'm going to kill all of us because however, I can." However, however, uh fuck, what's the name of the new book? What's the name of the new Tower book? Do you know? Eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh no, the one that's coming out next year. Yeah, uh, not off the March. Not off hand. The wind through the keyhole, and not next year, sir. Like three months from now, that yeah. is supposedly going to be the bridge between Wizard in the Glass and Wolves of the Kala. Ooh, that's because fun. that's another one of the giant chunks missing in Dark Tower. We don't know how they got off of Blaine. Think about that. that is- well, I mean, like, right after that was whenever they started walking, whenever they, I thought they arrived at, uh, at, uh, the town with the, uh, what is it called? The Doombot uh, shit? 
No, no, no. Whenever they, whenever they got uh, off of Blaine the Mono, um, so I think you're. Check. I think because that that was actually earlier on. See, I know that was. Pre- let me see. I'm gonna look real quick. Um, the book. Background information. Here we go. This is gonna be. Wait a minute. No, that changed. Okay, the. The major, the major story of Roland and his quartet. This is from a King quote. Ready? Okay. The major, the major story of Roland and his quartet was told, but I realized there was at least one hole in the narrative progression. What happened to Roland, Jake? Oh, you're right. What happened to Roland, Jake, Eddie, Susanna, and Oi between between the time they leave the Emerald City, the end of Wizard of Glass, yeah. and the time we pick them up again on the outskirts of Caliban Sturgis? Because uh, because right after it's after they the get mono, off of mono, they go into the that, that's whenever they go through the stand area. Yes, and then it's the Emerald City, and then it's the fucking Wizard of Oz thing, and the man behind the curtain, and then all of a sudden, the next book, they're in the desert again. Yeah. So we're gonna get to find out what happened between that. Um, going back, to, I mean, like I said, Desperation, Needful Things is a fucking great one. Oh, I love that one. That that's a good movie too. It is a decent. It is a really decent movie. I will give what you that. What is that? Ed, Ed, uh. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I wanted to say O'Neill, but that's the, uh, that's the Married with Children. Yeah, guy. it's Al Bundy. Um, but, uh, and then you get, like, Cujo, never really a fan. Uh, yeah, I, did, I mean, like, I, I can't get behind, like, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. That whole kind of it. run right there, Cujo, Christine, Pet Cemetery, eh, I'm, I'll take, I can take them or leave them. Yeah, I, I mean, like, uh, I, the, the killer car was not exciting. Yeah, however, I do like the Tommyknockers. Oh, yeah, that was the, uh, that was the weird one. Aliens the, uh, in the woods who made noises. I, you know, most people I talk to are like, fucking hate the ones where he does aliens. Stephen King should stay with My mom, Supernatural <laughs> and fuck aliens. My mom's <laughs> got this thing where when she wants to talk about a Stephen King book she doesn't like, she'll be like, oh, what does it have, like, TikTok talk shit in it? And I know what she means. She means two things. She didn't like Desperation, and Kali said talk a lot. And she didn't like Tommy Knockers, and they said TikTok. So my mom thinks that... Oh, in, the, the my, my mom, Yes, my mom thinks that in almost every Stephen King book she doesn't like, there's a weird onomatopoeia thing, and I don't think she's right on that. <laughs> she's always like, oh, what does it have, the dumb... I was telling her about 1122... And she was like, does it have the talk stuff in it? And I was like, what do you mean? No fucking books have the talk stuff in it. But one book where a character was named Talk. Um, well, no, no, the uh, D- Dark Tower uh, runs a little bit of that. And, well, because we uh, find out that it was Tock. Can-Tac I mean, yeah. and Kanta in uh, Desperation. I wanted to say there was one more where they reference uh, the, Regulators, the, I believe, but that would make sense. Um, yeah. It... I really like oh. the first half of it. Oh, you like with the kids? Yes, it gets a little it, it gets a little long winded towards around the five hundred page mark. I, I have to say that I read it at, like as if I were reading two books, and I was just like, "Oh, that was an amazing ending." Let's see the new next book. Okay, I just, I just blew through it. I okay. love that book. But I, I mean, I do, I do love that book too. On my list of tattoo ideas is uh, "We All Float Down Here." Oh yeah, yeah. I, I always like uh, how uh, in like Wasteland he made all the references to uh, T.S. Eliot's poem. Yeah. So 
I'm always like, this is how the world ends. This is how the world ends. This is how the world ends. <laughs> ends. Very cool, dude. With a, not with a bang, but with a whimper. No, yeah. I also go, or you go the Southland version, not with a whimper, but with a bang. Um, Southland Tales, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was actually, you know, I watched that movie just going, what the fuck the first time I watched it. Oh, the first Second time I watched it. I actually, yeah, first time I watched it, it was my least favorite movie ever made. Now, like forty viewings in, I could record, I could quote you every fucking line. I'm like the biggest Southland fan. I should have made Southland Tales one of the uh, expert categories. Now that I think about it, however, I per- should probably hey, if, just reach out to Richard. If you Kelly. want to talk to me about that movie? I will talk about it. I enjoyed it. A great I will deal. give you this promise. I will reach out to Richard Kelly first. If he says no, you're my man. <laughs> okay. Um. Then and then uh, Green Mile, I really loved. Oh yeah, and the bo- and the movie. Did you read? Was awesome. Did you read them in serial form? Uh, no, I ended up buying just. The book I with I all did. Them. I was reading them when they were releasing like one a month, and it was like it was that whole waiting game thing. It was really fun. Yeah, um, I I I didn't uh, I didn't uh, actually. I was still reading other stuff that was at a higher priority for me. Okay, because yeah, I, yeah. I the Green Mile, I was just like, I don't know, that seems weird because I didn't know what it was about. But oh man, Michael Clark Duncan played such a good character. Oh, in that dude, movie. he's great in the movie too. Um, and, I love King's short stories as well. I should say. Oh yeah, the, the a lot of the short stories are really good. Uh, what was it? The last book though, I didn't. Everything's eventual. Really. You didn't like it? No, no. Uh, oh, the, uh, 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 just, full, full full dark. Uh, no stars. Oh, yeah, full dark, yeah, yeah, full dark no stars. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. That one. It just seems so unhappy and dark and <laughs> we're all gonna die <laughs> i mean yeah why not um but uh yeah oh man everything's eventual was one of the best everything's eventual was great i wasn't a huge hearts and atlantis guy i'll, I'll say that uh, that one that one was okay i mean the best part about that is you got uh you got the uh what was it the sisters of the what uh sister uh, the sisters of the uh, with Elise, the vampire fucking thing. Yeah, the Rowan gets nursed by vampires. I can't remember the name, but yeah, yeah. Um, and then like night shift, different seasons, four past midnight, nightmares and dreamscapes. Like the the big skeleton crew, like the originals. I love all those. Oh yeah, they. I mean, they again. Most of the most of the short stories are always like awesome. Uh, there are a couple that float up that I'm just like, meh, but mostly I enjoy them. What are, now, what are some ones that you, uh, and I should also say, um, On Writing is probably, like, in my top three King books ever written. It is fucking incredible. Have you read it? No, I didn't read the, uh, nonfiction. I, I, read I that, Dance read Macabre. Dance Macabre, which I love also. I, I started that one, and, um, and it just was a little too dry, Dude, so I, I kind of put it down. And are you, are I, you, I never really got back to it. Are you a writer at all? You know what? You don't even have to be a writer. Just being a reader. Do yourself a favor and read on writing. You know what on writing is? It's the constant yeah. reader prologue before every book in a book. So it's just the warmest, most like – it's a conversation between you and Stephen King for, for 400 pages. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I, uh, I definitely wanted to read them. I just had hadn't done it. Uh, lately, I've been uh, I've been drowning in comics. Right on, man. <laughs> we should also say too, because we didn't mention it, uh, the 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 uh, the constant reader thing. Do you dig that? Because I love it. I think. Well, I mean, he took it. It's it's uh, it's what Stan Lee always did, and I uh, I, I appreciate it. I mean, he he makes it a very personal thing. When he's, he's talking, talking to you. us, yes, he's yeah, he, and that's what yeah, exactly. It's a conversation, and in on writing, he he goes into this whole thing about that all literature. 
It's just a conversation. It's like a time travel conversation. Like I write these words here and four years later you're going to read them, but we're holding them back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, really, really cool. Some of the ones I didn't like so much, uh, cause of course we have to be, we can't just be all glowing. Uh, girl who loved Tom Gordon. Eh, I could, I could take a pass on like a fucking 80 page book where nothing happens. Yeah. I, uh, that was, that was one of my least favorites. Uh, Let's see, uh, oh, Gerald's Game? Gerald's Game is the one where the woman gets handcuffed to the bed and the wolves, and her husband Deep dies. Loving. No, she doesn't die. No, her husband dies. Like, they're about to have yeah, sex, yeah. he handcuffs her, and he has a heart attack. Well, yeah, after she kicks him in the balls. Yeah, but, but isn't that basically it? And then, and then the wolves are tracking her? Well, uh, there's the, there's the wolves that, uh, they, they come in and they're eating, uh, Him. I think, I think they may have just been dogs, not even wolves, but they were wild animals that were, that would come in and eat his dead body. And, uh, then there was that creepy guy with the bag who would like come in, who looked like he, who looked really weird. Yeah, it was a weird fucking book. Like I, and my, I, my mom loves those, like the women books. I, I, uh, I'm not, I like Rose Matter the best. I'm not huge on Dolores Claiborne cause it's a fairly kind of just straightforward book. I, I, I enjoyed Dolores Claiborne. I thought that was a pretty great one. Rose Matter. Oh, that, that's up there in my top five. I love Rose Matter. Books. Um, and then, uh, and then there's the, uh, I wanted to talk about Gerald's game for a second. I, I did not really care for that one just because it was so excruciating to read. I mean, it was pretty the brutal. most horrific thing I've ever heard is, is degloving. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, I do. It was pretty brutal. I, 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 mean, I tend to be very empathic whenever I read stuff like that, so my hand aches for like a week. <laughs> well, I mean, what about the hobbling and fucking misery? Uh, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. I mean, that's a good movie too. Have you seen the movie? It is a good movie. It's a really good movie, actually. Um, I mean, it, and every time I watch that, I turn to my wife and I go, "You know, she didn't do that in the book." She's like, "She didn't." I was like, "No, she cut off one of yeah. his feet." Yeah. <laughs> um, thinner. I was never a fan of. Uh, the the thinner now I I mean uh, my favorite part has to be the insane Italian. I like the ending I guess. And no, I don't like the ending. Fuck that where they all eat the other pie. Like no, it's stupid. It's like a gypsy yeah, puts a, of, cur- a gypsy puts a curse in a pie. Him. Yeah, yeah. She he she ended up killing the entire family. But yeah. I, I have to say the the insane uh, the the insane like uh, sociopathic uh, Italian in the book was awesome. I, that's, right. That was my favorite. <laughs> Uh, I'm, ins- I'm married to an Italian now. So. You're married to an insane sociopathic Italian now. Uh, well, uh, she she has an uncle Paulie. All right, all right. And, so we won't say anything. And uh, and and I I couldn't stop laughing when she told me. And so she I was like she was like what's so funny I was like oh god let me guess he's in construction and she's like <laughs> she's like well no yeah. wait, and she, I she was like no waste waste management. <laughs> and then, and then I was like, "Oh God, oh God, there's something important in the uh, in the uh, union." And she's like, "Yeah," and I'm tears are streaming down my face. I'm laughing so hard. That's awesome. And she's man. like, "What is so funny?" And I'm like, "Your family is such is the biggest stereotype I've ever heard." And she's like, <laughs> "Fuck you." <laughs> and that's why you got divorced, and that was where your life went downhill. While you're calling into the uh, podcast now, no, oh. <laughs> no, no, she 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 hates me far too much to divorce me. Right, dude. Um. I should say my least favorite King book of all time is Insomnia. Yeah, that's that's Flat not out. at the bottom Flat of my out. list. Bag of Bones, I don't like either. I know it's well written, but I just don't need to read a fucking love six hundred page love story. It, that one, I, I didn't think it was a bad book. It's not a bad book, not just not my, my not my kind of thing. 
it, it I, I enjoyed it, but it, it wasn't one of those that I sh- shot it. it was like, oh, that was great. It was just like, hey, that was pretty good. Have you read any of like the the um the hard case crime things he's done, like uh, Colorado Kid or Blockade Billy? I read Colorado Kid, and frankly, I cannot remember that story no, at me all. Neither. I have it too. It's and like twenty pages long, and I can't remember. Did it. you? Did you watch Haven? I didn't. What's that? He does a. Is that a TV thing he did? Uh, it's a TV series that's loosely uh, that's loosely based on uh, on the Colorado. Kid. I tend to stay away from his miniseries. And like his TV shows. I like, I don't love his screenwriting. I like Shawshank Redemption. And I like to stand, I mean, stand by oh, me. I love Shawshank Redemption. And stand by me. And stand by me, yeah. The body, yeah, that was the body good. and Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Those two I like, but for the most part, like when he just takes a stab at something, it's kind of fucking weird. Um, what about the books coming out, dude? So he's, there's two books announced right now and they're both sequels. Do you think that's going to become a trend? Also, spoiler alert, I should say, but like, uh, your buddies from Derry make an appearance in 1122 for a little bit. Not in a major way, but like it takes place in the 60s, so guess. Oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? You see, you get to see Beverly and like fucking a couple of Richie. See, and that's why I liked, uh, what is it, Needful Things? I mean, Ace Merrill showed up from yeah, uh, the body. That was pretty awesome. I mean, and, and so I, it, I like I like the through lines in this like story. I had to, when I, reading eleven twenty two, I literally when when they introduced Richie and Bev, I put my book down. I was so excited. You know what I mean? Oh, see, and I haven't gotten to read that one yet. I just found out it uh, it had come out. I, I keep looking at, at this time of year every year. I look at the book rack going, he should have another one. And I just I guess I just saw that eleven twenty two sixty three and was like. I don't know what the hell that is. It's really good. It's really good. It, I would compare it to Under the Dome more than anything else and just a, like, the bad guys are humans in it. It's an emotion. It's, it's a, it's a real story. Even though it's got a device, like Under the Dome. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'll definitely be reading it. Like, that was one of my favorite bad guys in King History. It was a guy in Under the Dome and he wasn't supernatural in the least. Oh man, you can't beat Randall Flagg. Though I mean, yeah, obviously, dude. Come on, I I I love uh, Randall Flag. He was just such a great villain. Though, and I mean, though, in, in he, I mean, you know, in the yeah. stand and in the Dark Tower. Oh, but keep in mind, you also got what's his name, um, uh, Leland Gaunt. In Needful it, yeah. Things, oh yeah, I forgot the, who's even, the devil. I think. Well, I, I think I think he's just you know another version of of Randall. Of Flag, I think, because Flag is the devil in this universe. There's no god. There's no fucking. However, there is a god because Mother Abigail talks to him. But the stand takes place in a separate universe. So, fuck. Oh, um, but I mean, <laughs> it, clearly there's something there's something good at work in all of his totally. in all of his books. So then, then, I mean, you always have the white or the the you know the light. Um, I, I I like how he kind of basically describes it similarly to uh, Tolkien in the in the Hobbit series. Yeah, you're right. No, no, no. There's always force. There's the there's the forces of Mordor, and in this book, they're the forces of Flag and the Crimson King. Um, okay, I, I wanted to I wanted to bring up a book series. I was curious if you had read it, uh, if, since you enjoy the the Dark Tower and you enjoy uh, the the uh, Rings books. And Game Have of you Thrones. ever? Okay, go ahead. Have you ever read um, the uh, the Wheel of Time? No, I haven't. Who is that? Uh, um, holy crap! Uh, 
you you had to it's ask not even questions. worth reading if you can't remember the author. <laughs> well, he's he's a really great author. It's just I I got Richard Bachman stuck on on my mind, and it's something like that. But uh, he's a uh, he is an excellent author. He's written tons of stuff. Robert Jordan, there it is. I haven't I haven't read any. I haven't read that at all. I've read um. Let me think of what other fantasy. Uh, I've read uh, Tower. I've read Lord of the Rings. I've read um the uh, Game of Fire and Ice. I've read the Discworld stuff by Terry Pratchett. Um, I think that's about it, man. I haven't really read a lot of straight fantasy, you know. Well, um, this is a pretty, pretty straight-on fantasy, like knives but, and drag, um, like swords and dragons and horses and shit on the cover. Like I always stayed away from that section of Barnes and Noble. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, the thing is, is that uh, it's just I heard it was kind of like the uh, the uh, Lord of the Rings, and what it turns out is that he. He's kind of writing a book in mid in uh, Middle Earth too, and the series I think it's up to fourteen books. Yeah, I'm reading I'm reading the Wikipedia right now. It's up to fourteen novels, and the last one is supposed to be coming out soon. He died and he left all oh, of his notes. I and, did hear about this. Yeah, and the end of his, the story with his wife and kid, and uh, it, it is it is an amazing story. But I I just you know as you know if you like this other stuff. You might get into it, and we should also say though, 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 even we said it like we've called the Dark Tower a fantasy novel. It is unlike it is not like Lord of the Rings at all. Oh no, no. Um, the only way to the only reason we compare it to those is because it's it's depth of scope, it's the epicness of them, it's how long they well, take, it's it's how many years pass, it's how many characters. But well, but it also it also is kind of a, Dark a similar idea. You're you're trying to punky, right? It's a it's a traveling story, and then you also he calls it he calls it Midworld. He does, which is very close to Middle Earth. I mean, oh, he sets okay. up a he sets up a separate universe. Yes, it is one of those things: Discworld, Middle Earth, Midworld. It's one of the famous fictional planets where the guy created an entire universe. You know, right? Um, Narnia. Uh, you know. Oh, and and. Uh... I, I do have one more uh, one more reference I wanted to get in. Uh, <laughs> you remember Chardick the Bear? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, there's a book Path that's of called the bear, Chardick of the Turtle or whatever. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know they're the they're the defender the uh, the, the defenders of the guardians beam. Of the, the guardians beam. of the beam. And uh, Chardick the Bear. Uh, it's mentioned that that came from a book. It's uh, by Richard Adams, uh, which I think is. The same guy who did Watership, Watership Down. Watership Down, yeah. I, and I remember um, reading this, that Shardick was based, that, that, that a lot of stuff, like, I mean, Roland and the entire Dark Tower comes from a poem by Browning called Child Roland to the Dark Tower came? Yeah. And um, I actually uh, was happened to be in a, you know, uh, used bookstore one day, and I just saw Shardick sitting on the shelf, and I was like, oh, I'm wow. going to pick this up. And so I ended up reading it, and it's, uh, it's, doesn't have anything to do with the Dark Tower. No, is it good? Is it good? <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's uh, not. Uh, it's it's not the best <laughs> book I've ever written. I, in fact, I like Watership Down uh, way more, and that one's like a head trip because you have talking rabbits. Yeah, if bunnies beat but, bears. Stay away from the bear one because it should not go like that. Um, but uh, the uh, it's it's about uh, it's about basically a um, a peasant type hunter. <laughs> Who ends up being uh, almost mauled to death by this gigantic bear, 
and the bear is revered as a as a god by uh, the people, and he ends up being like the the prophet of the bear, and he become he comes to power and he uh, as like the prophet of the bear, and he uses it for his own good. Yeah, you know, that, his that own doesn't being. that doesn't sound any fun at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it was it was a really weird story, but. Uh, but it, I, I at least can say I, I, you're, I got you're that. You're a tower hit. completist. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. Um, now in the in the sense that he seems to be like we've gotten, we've got how many sequels has he written? Let me think about it. We've got uh, uh, Bleak House, which is a sequel to Talisman. Uh-huh. Um, the Dark Tower doesn't count because it's one series. You know what? I think he's only written one sequel so far, and I think it's Bleak House. That's about to change because his next two books are sequels. Well, you can almost call you can almost say that like Desperation and Regulator. Kind of, or or, or like side. What do they call that when when something takes place in the same time but from two different perspectives? Not like like a side. I'll never remember. Companions. Yeah, like they're companion books. That would make that would definitely be appropriate. I'm, I mean, and I would almost say that it is two books. <laughs> I mean, yeah, with that being said. Uh, but the next two books we got coming out, both this year, you got Dark Tower, Wind Through the Keyhole, and you've got Doctor Sleep. What are your feelings on Doctor Sleep, man? What is that one in the sequel? Do you not know what Doctor Sleep is? No. Oh, See, I, sir. I just, I don't get, I don't worry too much about it because I'm, I, I'll get excited about the book way too far out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's coming out in September, it's coming out, uh, when is it coming out? I don't know. Um... It is about a 30, maybe 40-something-year-old Danny Torrance and uh, psychic vampires who want to steal his Shining. It's a sequel to The Shining, dude. That is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. It hey, sounds here like we go. A- the novel will follow uh, Danny Torrance, now in his 40s, living in upstate New York, where he works as an orderly at a hospice and helps terminally ill patients pass away with the aid of some extraordinary powers. And uh, there are these psychic vampires in the universe that, like, run around trying to steal the Shining from people. So, like, uh, that uh, creature that uh, that had um, Dandel, was that what it's called? I know, I know, Dandelo? Dandelo, that's it. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah Dandelo, and Dandelo is Pennywise, right? Uh, Dandelo would be like a cousin to Pennywise. Okay, yeah, same thing. I, I think, I, I think, when I read it, the first thing I thought was like, okay, Pennywise is probably, is a psychic vampire, I think. Like, it's that same yeah. creature. It's that kind of creature. So yeah, it's, right. it's, it, it sounds very towerish. Definitely. Uh, and you get fucking little Danny Torrance all grown up. You think he still talks to his buddy? <laughs> the, the guy, the little man in his finger. Yeah, the little man. I I don't know. I mean, if he if he's uh, getting laid at all, the little man might be pretty happy. I don't think he is, man. He's working at a fucking hospice. <laughs> it's pretty depressing. I don't know what guys go out from a bar after that and try to pick up trim. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah, man, we're getting we're getting some fucking sequels. Well, that's uh, that's that's pretty interesting. I, you know, I I like to uh, I like to you know say save my judgment for his books until after I read them. Right on. Uh, I, like I, you know, I'm always I'm always optimistic that they're not going to suck. Yeah, me too. I give every single one a fair due, and like a lot of, mo- more ni- more times than not, I'm happy. Um, he is 64 years old right now. How is he going? Is this? Are we going to get him till he dies? Do you think? 
Uh, I I don't think the guy could stop right No, I think he two. retired once, and then after that, he's become four times as prolific as far as output goes, and and like well, length, I mean, length of books. Why, that's why the Richard Bachman pseudonym even exists, is because he was like, I just don't want to flood the market with with King books. Well, it was that. He's like, and I'm wanted, writing too much. It was that, and it was the classic pen name thing of like, I want to see if my books will sell on their own merit rather than my name, which is what his son did. Are you a Joe Hill? Are you a Joe Hill fan? No, but I've I've heard uh, I've heard about his books recently, and I, I'm kind of interested. Like, and I'm gonna well, I, one day in the far future, he, there might be a very good discussion about who's a better author, Joe Hill or Stephen King, because he is he's poised to be a great fucking author, dude. Well, I'm I'm excited to to see what he does. I would definitely I, I would definitely check out either uh, Horns or uh, Heart Shaped Box. Or 20th Century Ghost, which is a short collection. Um, I think it's called that. And, uh, and yeah, man, see where the past got tor- the, the torch got passed, as it were, because talent flows downwards in that fucking family through King's ball sack. Tabitha, okay, well, I'm, Tabitha, not I'm so writing great. down the names of those books. I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna definitely pick them up and, yeah, and check them out. Joe Hill. And if you're into comics, dude, read Lock and Key. Lock and Key? Oh my god, that's the best comic. It's been, that's been the best comic. In the world for the last like two years now, it's Joe Hill's comic. It's an IDW book. It's it's a I don't even describe it. Just go pick up go pick up a trade for um the first volume of Lock and Key. Okay. All right, brother man. And hey, dude, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you taking the time out from uh, your wife yelling at you apparently to do the podcast. <laughs> well, I uh, you know I, I I'm excited that I got to talk to you, and as much as. Uh, is that I've I've come to not hate you after listening to the podcast for a while. Thank you. In the beginning, I you think. were you were far too pretentious. All right, yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just compared to somebody, uh, like I, I don't know. I just you you. I, I, ca- I think ca- you've really grown up. I, I think appreciate you were a little it. too young at first. I appreciate it. Well, I th- I think I'm still as pretentious, but I was just a little younger at first, and it was a little more dicky. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, a lot of it was, I think, just you, you, uh, not being out on your own. I mean, I think since you, uh, since everything's been going on with you, your life, I, I think you've gotten to be, uh, a lot, uh, I appreciate a lot easier you, man. to listen to. And I will make this but, promise to you, though, the pretension will stay. It's kind of become a, like a, like an adorable character trait at this point, I feel like. Well, I, uh, I, I think, I think you're, you know, I like you a lot more now, but <laughs> I, I, I don't even have any idea why I stuck with it so long. I guess the first one I heard was the one with, uh, I'm Winter. Like, I'm like, crack, yo, you get hooked. Oh, come on, that's a fucking great one. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bill, yeah, I, Bill and Ted one. I, I heard, I heard the, uh, the one with Jonathan Winters, is that right? No, Alex Winter. Oh my Alex god, if Winter. I had one with Jonathan Winters, I, oh. I don't. I, I can't remember the guy's name. I just know Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish it was. John, I wish know. it was Jonathan Winter, like the baby from Mork and Mindy. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I uh, I heard that one. I was like, oh, that was really awesome. So I started listening to your podcast because you were on Kevin's network. I appreciate and, it. And uh, and you know, to be truthful, I I don't have a Twitter account. I've I don't do Facebook. I've never actually written into any of Kevin's friends or anything. I uh, I don't know why I I did. I'm honored, just, dude. And look, we had a fucking fun conversation. Now, do you have anything to plug? Do you have a podcast of your own or anything? I, I'm 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 just me. I that's I crazy. Don't, I, I don't do anything. Check this. You are the first out of like nine experts who doesn't have a podcast at the end that they just like randomly like. Oh, by the way, you can also check me out at a uh, dude, and I will commend you on this. You, you you give good talk, man. 
Hey, I I, uh, I like to be uh, I like to be verbose. All right. I I, I enjoy the sound of my now own voice. Now who's pretentious, motherfucker? Hey, I, <laughs> hey, it, it, I I generally am a little bit more pretentious. Maybe you're allowed to be. You're, you live in Oklahoma first. City, dude. Like you're allowed to fucking do whatever you want just to deal with life. Hey. Hey, I, uh, I'm the least exciting person you will ever meet, but if you want to hear an exciting story, I'll tell you about, uh, sometime about, uh, my, uh, my meeting up with my wife. Alright, does it involve Stephen King? Cause we could tie it in right now, but <laughs> no, dude, uh, I really appreciate, I really appreciate you taking the time out here, Sonny. Uh, this was a lot of fun, man. And yeah, hey, maybe when the new books come out and we've all devoured them, we could, we could do a little tower, uh, uh, a catch up episode where we chat about what happened. Alright, sounds good, but I mean, just give me a holler anytime, man. Yeah, totally. Oh, dude. Yeah. Lot, I, lot. I've had a I've had a great time talking to you. Me too, sir. And I think the world has had a great time listening. Thank you, Sonny. Oh, thank you, sir. Begged and boarded. Jesse, watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies, bet and board it, it's the way your life, tell your friend, tell your mom, tell your hoe, tell your wife, coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces, who's the two free kids you want to bone, in the secret podcast bunker all alone, on the internet we be the top crooks, we got issues and we owe me funny books, homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling, me and JR, we got the top villain, sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat, get ready for the top podcast, do all the read, others spit loud, but I can spit faster, I'm Matt. Cohen, I'm the Jew master. I got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of us in the Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making a little maniacal. Could we just talking shit? Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking bad Jimmy Moore. Been listening from Alabama, brother with a Singapore. We're just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Had each other's slopes on the green on nothing. Quick stop and I took the storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong. It's taking lots of bonkers. We're reaching every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth and matters out of orbit. We're not quite Right, our thoughts are distorted. So now we present to you another bag of boards. Bagged and boarded, 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 bagged and boarded. Yeah! Find more funny shit like this at smodcast.com.